Hi, everybody. Um, well, I guess we'll start as soon as we have three minutes. So hopefully we'll be starting very soon.
Okay, so let's get started. Um, the in continuation to last week, if it's possible to turn on your cameras, it's much easier to teach when um, when I see who I'm teaching. Uh, in continuation to last week, we'll be learning the halachas, the laws of a, a brachas. Right now, I don't know if anyone's listening. Oh, there we go. Someone's here. I wanted to wait until there are three people here. But I'm not sure if that's going to happen. So I'll give it another minute and we'll see what happens. Hi, Rabbi. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Baruch Hashem. It's, it's, the, it's the four of us here. <laughs> oh, there's four of you there. Wow. We just, yeah, uh, we just like doubled in size. Yeah, it's, it's me, Hanasvia, Viola, and Sarah. Amazing. Okay, great. So, in that case, we'll get started. The, if, as much as possible, you're able to keep the cameras on. It's, it makes it much, much easier to, to teach. The, we're, we're continuing last week when we learned about brachas, and we're going to try and tackle something today, which is a pretty 
a very, very common question, literally daily and um, it detailed. The, the question when it comes to brachas, uh, get, the questions get very complicated and you can be sit down for breakfast one day and just realize that I really don't know what bracha I'm supposed to make on this. For example, you sit down for breakfast and you're having your yogurt with granola and you're not sure what the bracha is. So are you supposed to make a bracha on the yogurt, a bracha on the granola, a bracha on both? Um, and, and those halachas, when things start mixing together, get very complicated. Last week we spoke about what brachas things are when they are standalone uh, foods. What bracha do you make on a potato? What bracha do you make on um, a piece of bread? And we, we got around all those, all those issues. What we're going to do today is that we're going to go through some general rules as it relates to brachas when foods are mixed. And then we are going to go through some questions um, and try to apply those general rules and use what we've learned to sort of get the right idea of what to do with brachas. I'm going to share my screen. I, I made a flow chart for this um, because that's what type of thing this is. And I'm going to try and carry you through it. Can everyone see the flowchart? Is it um, are, is it big enough or is it like tiny? I, I think it's good. Also, we can like zoom in on it if we want to. Oh, you're able to zoom in. Okay, great. Yeah. So in halacha, in halacha, oh. these two things are called ikar and tafel. An ikar is the main food, and a tafel means the secondary food. Now, the, when you have, in some cases of Iker and Tafel, in, with these two things, we're actually going to make a bracha only on the Iker, even if you end up eating other parts of the food later. In some foods of Iker and Tafel, we're going to be making a bracha on both. And in some foods, we're, um, we're going to only be making a second bracha if we eat the second food afterwards. I have a list in front of me of like 15 different foods off the top of my head that I would think uh, that I could come up with would become a major question just as we just sitting down for breakfast or snack or whatever. So let's try and go, go through this. When you have two foods that are eaten together, right? we're starting right at, the, right at the top of this chart. Two foods are eaten together. Um, that means that they are that they are not standalone foods. Or they're foods that are. Um, I'm, I'm sorry. They. That means that you, you practically you're eating them together, regardless of whether you they are cooked together or mixed together. We're gonna see that whether they are cooked together or mixed together, um, or one is just put on top of another will make a big difference. I just want to give a, an example of a case when you only make a bracha on one of the things. If you eat a hot dog with a mustard on top, um, I, don't know, I don't know what time it is wherever you guys are, but um, if it's 
anywhere around mealtime, you will probably get very hungry during this class. We're going to be talking about your favorite foods and um, where I may, I may provide some more details than necessary um, about how delicious they are. So let's go straight into it. If, if you're eating a, a hot dog with mustard, you, you're not making a bracha on that mustard. Or for, for that matter, if you're eating a piece of fish with, filter fish with crane, um, horseradish or, or beet sauce, whatever um, you put on top of it, you're not making another bracha on, the, on this spice that is put on top of it. The, you're only eating it because of the fish or because of the hot dog. And therefore, it does not require its own bracha. The bracha on the main food actually covers it. But that is only in a case if you're only eating the second food because of the first food. But if you're not only eating it because of it, then you, then you come into a more gray area, which is where we'll be basing most of our time around. Now, let's go. The, the two foods are mixed. That means that they are, they're put together and mixed together in a way, um, in a way that we'll see either they're, they become a total mixture that you can't separate one from the other or not. But they're, in any case, they're mixed together. Um, think a fruit salad, or a um, avocado mayonnaise salad, right? The guacamole with, that has a drop of mayonnaise in it, or lemon juice for that matter, if you don't want the mayonnaise. You know, we're talking about Hellman's, but even if you don't want Hellman's, it, if you just want the lemon juice and salt, so we're just the lemon juice and salt is mixed into the uh, avocado, making it guacamole um, with some jalapenos peppered in. So we're, let's move to the right first. Now, a big, a big um, factor over here is whether grain is included. If there is no grain included, now that means that neither of the ingredients contain um, couscous, for example, or anything that you'd make mazaynais on, or bread, then the laws of Iker and Tafel are as follows. How are, the, how are the ingredients mixed? Are they cooked together or mixed together so they're now inseparable? Or are they put in the same bowl, but they're still identifiable? Okay, so I, I, I hope that I uh, warned you well enough that these, these, these laws are going to get a little bit nitty-gritty. And, um, and may get your appetite running. So let's start with the easier case. If they're separable, um, but they're separable and independent of one another, for example, you made a salad that has two that is two ingredients, and each of them are big pieces. And when you mix it together, you can clearly pick out which pieces you want. Think if um, if your nephew asks you that to 
you know, he decides one day he just does not like uh, tomatoes. This happens all the time. Um, and then he says, yeah, I want you to take all the tomatoes out of my salad. So is that going to be, you can be like, that's impossible. I, I literally cannot. Or you say, well, the tomatoes are kind of sticking out. I can, I can do that. That's not, that's not crazy. So if it's not crazy, then you would make a bracha on each ingredient separately. We're talking about a case where the ingredients have two different brachas. So, for example, if one is hadama and one is ha'etz, you would make a bracha on each separately. I'll give you an example. If you made a banana apple salad, a fruit salad that contains bananas and apples, or bananas and pineapple. So the bracha on the banana and the pineapple would be hadama, and the bracha on the apples would be ha'etz. So if you made that salad, then you would have to make a bracha on each because, again, there's no grain and they are independently identifiable and separable. And therefore, each one, each one receives its own bracha. We're going to talk about a lot more, uh, many more examples when we, when we get through the flowchart. What if they're cooked together and now they, be, they become one single dish? meaning that they are, the two ingredients have been put together in a way that it, you can't really separate it. Think an egg, an egg with fried onion. You fried an onion, you, you scrambled an egg in it. Now the egg and the onion are, have become one. They're not, just, uh, they're not just two separate things that are mixed together. There are two things that are actually made together into one dish. So then it depends. We're right over here, right by, the, by this crossroad right over here. Uh, if one is coming only as a result of the other, in other words, one of them is completely dependent on the other, and you would not eat this one if not for the other one, then you'd make a bracha only on the main one. Think, for example, the example we just gave, you would never eat a fried onion plain. Uh, probably not. I'm not I'm, we're not judging. I'm just, I'm just assuming. Um, the, the, it's absolutely okay to stick a, a spoonful into a, uh, I got myself into trouble here, um, into a fried onion and eat it. That's okay. Um, you're good. I'm not, I, I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just not judging. So, if the, the fried onion clearly comes as a result of the egg, of the scrambled egg, so you would only make a bracha on the scrambled egg and not on the onion. However, if both are main parts of the dish, for example, you made a salad that contains lettuce and tomatoes. Well, that's not a really good example over here because over here we're talking about case you cooked it together, right? So, for example, you... You made, a, you made a patty, a meat patty, that's full of vegetables, I'm not talking about fried onions, it's just to flavor, but actual vegetables, like full-on vegetables are a part of this uh, meat patty. Um, then both are main parts of the dish. You, you, you can eat the vegetables alone, and the vegetables are not just coming for the meat patty, they're actually um, complementing each other. Um, vegetables with meat are really tasty, and meat with vegetables are really tasty. 
So then you would make a bracha on the one that is the majority. So if most of it is meat, then you would make the bracha on the meat. If most of it is vegetables, you would make a bracha on the vegetables, and you do not have to make a bracha on the second one. So that concludes the halacha as it relates to foods that are mixed that do not contain grain. Now, the reason why we're only talking about foods that do not contain grain is because okay. grain... Um, Sorry, are lentils grain? Water, um, or, um, or any one of the, the grains... Things Rabbi? Are, yes? We have a question. Are lentils sure. grain? I, it's hard to hear. Yeah, she, do you, she said, are lentils grain? Uh, so... Lentils have a bracha ha-dama. When I, when I say grain, I should have been more um, specific. When I say grain, I'm specifically talking about uh, flour, um, wheat, barley, oats, spelt, and rye. Thank you. Um, the Halachically, those are considered grains, and they contain a bracha of, will cause a time to be made in or hamaitzi. The... Thank you for being courageous enough to ask a question. I've been teaching a lot of Zoom classes and people kind of, I guess they're just scared to hit the unmute, unmute button. The, the, uh, the, so those are considered grains in halacha. Lentils would, would be a hadama. The only one that kind of, the only grain that kind of jumps in between is rice. Um, and and it kind of, uh, it's it, it sometimes, we, we spoke about it last class, so uh, we'll leave, if you, you look back at the notes from then, or if you want to ask a question afterwards. But the reason, grain kind of takes this, this role in the brachas as a very um, com commanding and, and overwhelming role, where it overrules other things because it's so satiating such an important part of our diet. So we're only talking about two foods that don't contain grain. If it does contain grain, then we'll move on to the left side, right over here, if it contains grain. So if only the taste of the grain is present, that means that the grain is, there's no, what's in Hebrew, it's called mamashus. Um, and so there's no real amount of grain in it or flour in it, it's just the, a trace of it and, and it's bringing a taste but there's you can't really there's no uh, significant amount in it at all so or it's only there for texture and color this plays a big role because flour is, is such a great um it's such a great way of holding food together and i guess also to color the food and when you eat it you're not intending to eat the grain or to eat the to be satiated because there's there's flour or or um, grain in it, you are doing it only be, your, the grain is there only as texture or color, or the the grain is not really there. It's just the taste the taste of the grain. Then the grain does not overrule the whatever food it's in, and whatever food it's in takes um, can cover the grain as well. Think for example. A potato kugel. 
Potato kugel contains flour um, when it's not made on Pesach. And the, but the purpose of the flour is just to hold it together, not to, not to, um, uh, not to fill the, the consumer, the person eating it. It's just to hold it together, which would go under the category of texture. And therefore the bracha on the potato kugel would be if there's big pieces hadama, if it's not big pieces, then it would be a shahakal. And that bracha is because the grain, the flour in it, which we call the grain here, is not a not a main part of it. The however, if the grain is not just the taste. And it's not just there for texture and color, rather it's there because you actually want to eat the grain. If the grain is, is cooked or baked, meaning that the, the, if you threw flour into a, a food that was then not, I don't, I don't know any recipes that would be like this, but if someone threw flour into an ice cream that he made for whatever reason, um, again, no judgments, then the, the grain, and it was never cooked, it was just frozen. The grain was not prepared and therefore the grain would not, would not have a bracha of mezanias. But if the grain was cooked or baked into this, into this um, mixture, into this food, then the grain automatically becomes the main food and the bracha of mezanias is set over it. Because the grain again has this overruling power when it comes to foods that are mixed. Now this applies even if it wasn't cooked or baked together. If the bread was made separately and then put together, we call this in English a sandwich. So the bread was, was baked and then sliced and then um, you put the, the filling of your choice in the maybe after class we can talk about the best sandwiches but if you did that then you make the bracha on the bread and you don't have to worry about the filling even if the filling is the main reason you're eating it because you love tuna so much and tuna really gets your day going like coffee gets other people's day going and you really just want to eat the tuna but you're not gonna you know you're because no one's judging again but because you just like I don't know, you're, you're scared that people are going to think badly of you. You refuse to stick a spoon into that, into that tuna and eat it direct. So you, you smear it on the, on the bread, but you really like double decorate. Like, like the, the uh, bread is there just so your hands don't get dirty by, you know, from touching the tuna. That's the only reason you put bread there. It's like, eating it, it's like a napkin. So you really double decorate and you want to eat it now. So you make a bracha amaitzi, even though you're really interested in the tuna and you're really, you're, in your mind, you're really sidelining the, the bread. The bread's kind of like secondary here. It's hamaitzi because again, the bread has this overruling power when it comes to, the, when it comes to these mixtures. Now, 
if bread is made into a mixture of wheat flour and some other flour, bread is made from a mixture rather, of wheat flour and some other mixture, uh, flour, so potato flour or whatever, rice flour or whatever other flour someone uses, not from the five grains that we just mentioned, then again, it takes on an overruling power, uh, it, it overrules the other ingredient and it be, the bread is hamaitzi. Now that is as it relates to two foods that are mixed together or cooked together, whether they contain grain or not. If the two foods are not mixed together, they're just sitting next to each other and eaten together, then the, the halacha is uh, a little bit different. And we're not gonna get into what happens when you use bread for that, it's probably best not to use bread for that. Uh, an example of using bread not for the bread itself would be if you want to eat a really, really salty piece of herring. And it's going to be too salty to, for you to handle, so you eat a piece of bread in order to, in order to uh, really um, make it tolerable. That bread is not being eaten for itself. It's being eaten as a result of the fish and only for the fish. So technically you'd only have to make a bracha on the fish, but it's not so, it, it's a little bit complicated when it gets, when it gets to these halachis. If you have specific questions about it, we can go through it, but I, I was hoping not to, um, not to go through it and to focus on what we just learned for today. So now what I wanna do is I wanna go through specific examples Hopefully, hopefully this will become interactive and, and some of the more courageous of you will unmute yourselves um, or even show yourselves. Um, again, no pressure the, um, and get involved. So let's, let's talk about, uh, I'll start with something that's, that you might not know why it's a question to begin with. But let's, uh, let's jump right in with, with something that we all like to eat, um, licorice. What would, the, what would the bracha on licorice be? What's that? Shackle. Shackle. It wouldn't be just shackle because it's, it's in the candy category. Um, so the, uh, the question is... There, if you look at the ingredients of licorice, there is flour in the licorice, which would mean that it contains one of the grains. So how would we categorize, how would we categorize licorice? Where, where, where would it go over here? Let's try and get some reasoning in. Because of the... <laughs> Do you want to say it? Here, I don't know. If sure. Um, it'd be Mazona because it has one of the grains. Right. So the, the truth is that for a while, people were making Mazona on licorice. Uh, and then I guess that someone spoke to Joe from the factory and they realized, they realized that the... Flour and licorice is not all that 
Any other ideas? What the uh, bracha, proper bracha on licorice might be and why? Nobody? You say that. Would it be, would it be shahakol because you can't see the flower in it and you wouldn't know? So whether you're able to see it or not doesn't really play a factor. Um, there's, I'm looking for something else over here. Would Another it be one, because uh, like the, the flower isn't like the majority? Is that like, I don't really know anything. I've never had licorice. I really, I like maybe once, I don't like it. But um, like, would it be because that's like, like flower's not like the, the main, I mean, maybe it is, but that's not the well, main part the of it. Flow chart. Do you guys still see the flowchart? Yes, they can't, they can't. So look at the flowchart and see where it goes. I'm only doing this exercise because when, you, when we learn about the, the categories and the general rules, it's really, um, it's really theoretical. And I really want to bring this down to day to day when we're sitting down for breakfast and we're sticking our, our, um, our spoons into that Napoleon ice cream. We, I really, I, again, no judgments. That's okay. It's tough times. Um, so, what is, what is the bracha that you'll make? So we'll have to figure out which category it goes into and why. Okay, sorry, I can let someone else. <laughs> Does it go? Um, there's the uh, the flowchart. It says neither are made out of grain kind of down that category of cooked together into I mean no separable or each is independent and identifiable so th that entire side of the chart is actually because there's neither are made out of grain we're looking on this side of one contains grain but it it says the one that um the grain automatically becomes the like it's me it's uh sorry mizonos because uh you don't taste the grain it's just present like the well, second it actually bubble? says only the taste of grain is present. No, no the second buzz bubble from the left. This one? From no, the, right, yeah. Yeah, that this one. one. Yeah. The grain is cooked and baked, and it's, it's present, but not the taste. So, so the, question, the question is, essentially, do we go to this box or do we go to this box? Sorry? The question is, do we go to this box? Is it, be, is it, does the grain automatically become, or is the grain only for the texture? I think the grain is only for the texture and kind of um, holding it together. It's not to taste necessarily. So that's what Joe from the factory told Rabbi Nacho from the factory. Um, he said that the flour is made only to hold together the licorice, and therefore licorice is in fact shahakal, even though it contains flour. Let's move on to another, to another example. Um, tuna salad. Um, fill in the blank, whatever is mixed into this tuna, corn, little pieces of jalapeno, uh, ice cream, whatever, whatever, but, or let's, let's, let's make it a vegetable. It's so like a, a, make it a vegetable. Not, not, not like 
in the morning when you're eating ice cream, you tell yourself it's a vegetable, but actually a vegetable. So like corn or tomato, cucumber, with pickles mixed into a tuna salad, what bracha would it be? Would it be a shahakal because of the tuna or hadamba because of the um, vegetable or both? I think it would depend on the portion, right? What was that? Wouldn't it depend on the portion? Because since it's neither um, an oat or a green, um, <clears throat> whatever, whichever portion is very uh, bracha on that. So the question you, you're you um you you're saying that you think that it goes into the category of inseparable, and the question is whether the vegetables are a main part of the dish or not. And you're saying that you think it's a main part of the dish, so you'd go for the majority. Yes. Uh, anyone else? Any other ideas? Anyone? Anyone think? Um, Okay, so it turns out you're right that the bracha is dependent on the majority. In this case, it would probably be the tuna, and the bracha would be a shahakal. But um, it's possible that the vegetables might be the the uh, main the majority, and the bracha would go after the vegetables. Let's. What about a potato knish? Let's um. The formidable potato knish. How are we going to? How are we going to wrestle with this question? What is a potato knish? A potato knish is a. Um, a dough. A dough, like a puff pastry dough, filled with uh, mashed potatoes, flavored mashed potatoes. Well, obviously the flour, uh, the dough is a main part of the food. It's not just there for texture or anything. Right, that's true. Um, on the money again, the potato knish would be a mazonis even, and here's a, an interesting point, even if after you eat the, I know I don't, they used to have, when I was lived in California, they used to have these Carl Jr.'s um, commercials. It doesn't get all over the place. It doesn't belong in your face. So um, even if you're eating that potato knish and it's all over the place and the mashed potatoes are falling out, and after you finish the knish, you made a mosaic on the knish, like you said, and after you finish the knish, you want to eat the mashed potatoes. Even in that case, do you not make another bracha on the mashed potatoes? They're covered by the knish, by the bracha on the dough. Let's go to the uh, next case. Uh, you guys ready for it? The cheesecake. What are we going to do about cheesecake? Sorry, what did you say? Sorry? Sorry, sorry, what, what did you say? I said a cake. 
What is going to be the bracha on cheesecake? Um, apple. Well, I, sorry, that's not fair because I didn't tell you which recipe of cheesecake we're talking about. <laughs> I'm going to go through the, whole, through the whole recipe, but it does contain flour. What? Mizonot. So the answer is mizonot. Um, the reason it's mizonot is because of the flour that goes in it um, and or the shell. The shell would make the entire thing mizonot. Uh, very good. Let's talk about a potato salad. Now in a potato salad, generally, especially in Israel, in Israel, yeah, I don't know if any of you know how to say potato salad in Hebrew. Um, it's actually called mayonnaise mm -hmm. salad. It's just crushed up. It's the diced potato mixed with mayonnaise. The potatoes are hadama, the mayonnaise is Would you make a shahakal or a hadama on the potato salad? Hadama. Hadama. Um, hadama is correct. So you make a hadama. The reason for this is, and you don't have to go into the majority. Um, in some Israeli potato salads, the majority is actually the mayonnaise, believe it or not. The um, You don't have to go into the majority because the mayonnaise would never be eaten alone. Uh, I'm, it, it, the mayonnaise would never be eaten alone. It would only be eaten with the salads coming only for the salad. And therefore, it's um, it's right. It's like this category over here only comes it comes only as a result of the other, and therefore the bracha is only on the main one, which would be the potatoes in this case. Um, we let's talk about chicken and potatoes. So you made a you made chicken and potatoes um, in the same. Uh, in our house, we call it uh, a chickenina. It's called a chickenina because the we were once writing what we're having for dinner on a, a board, and on one the, the space was very limited, so we wrote chicken in a pot, which is it's chicken cooked with onions, potato, um, sweet potatoes, and potatoes, and lots of paprika, and the word chicken in a kind of got smushed together, so we started calling it chickenina because it looked like it said that. In any case, the material. Um, chicken potatoes. What would the bracha be? Shakol. Shakol on the chicken or adama on the potatoes? Is it shahakol for everything? Because the chicken is greater than the potatoes? It's not shahakol on everything. Hmm. Do you just make both because they're both identifiable? Very good. So both of them are identifiable. Um, so you'd go down this road 
and you make a, bro, uh, a bracha on each separately uh, because you can, you can pull out a potato from the chickenina pretty simply. Um, and if your nephew decides that he does not like the sweet potatoes, that's okay because you can pull them out. Okay, let's go on to a really interesting example that has, has had rabbis scratching their heads for the last 50 years. Obviously not in a row, I'm saying rabbis in the last 50 years have scratched their heads contemplating the deep ramifications, importance, and lack thereof of schnitzel. What are we going to do with schnitzel? And I'm going to uh, warn you right before, before you guys all jump on that unmute button. Um, I just want to warn you that schnitzel, schnitzel is a little bit of an outlier and is not necessarily, does not necessarily go into the category of everything or, or work completely into these categories. Has Schnitzel stumped you guys? I, I just always wanted to say that. Stumped by Schnitzel. Maybe Shehakol. Shehakol? Why Shehakol? Because you're making it for the chicken, and even though the breadcrumbs are important, like you would. You're not really eating it for the breadcrumbs and also the breadcrumbs as a whole, like you wouldn't, I don't know, like they're, they're not like the main part of the dish, maybe. So the, you, you're, you are describing, um, you're describing the scenario as, as I would probably think of it. However, if you look right over here, um, the grain automatically, oh, it didn't, I don't know if I wrote it out clearly. It doesn't matter whether, when it comes to grain, it doesn't matter whether it is actually the main part of the dish. It, if it's present, I mean, for example, a cheesecake, the, the, the flour is definitely, or the crust is definitely not the main part of the dish. It just adds to the dish and nevertheless, it's a mazono. So, What, um, anyone other ideas? We're talking about schnitzel. Alternatively, some say came to the same um, conclusion that you came to, but they, that it's shahakal, but for a different reason, they say that the, they said that the, um, the breadcrumbs are entirely not for the taste, but rather only for the texture of the schnitzel, that it should remain moist. And generally, chicken breasts can dry out very easily and if they're, not, if they're not coated. And therefore, the breadcrumbs provide a, provide a cocoon or some sort of protection that the moisture should remain within the, within the um, Schnitzel, and also the chicken is clearly the main thing over here. 
Um, so the halacha is a little bit, um, is, is really up to what it's been accepted to do. It's been accepted to make shahakal on schnitzel unless you're eating a like machine-made schnitzel where the crust is very, very thick. And and there and becomes very prominent in the um, in the schnitzel. If it's a thin if it's a thin layer, then it's it goes with the shahakal. Um, yogurt with granola. Yogurt with granola. Um, granola, the bracha on granola is mazonot, by the way. So do you make a mazonot or a shahako? You make both because both are identifiable again? Well, um, usually when I, I mean, sorry, I, I don't eat yogurt and granola. But um, usually my understanding is when people eat yogurt and granola, they... Um, they mix them in. So neither would be uh, identifiable or separate. They, they would seem pretty inseparable. You would, if your nephew asked you to move the granola from the yogurt because they decided they don't like granola, you would not do that. You would, you would, no way. What's the, um, so how would we, how would we make a bracha on yogurt and granola? Anybody? Shahakal. Why? Because yogurt is a meat ingredient. Well, that's the question. Is the, are you eating it because of the yogurt or because of the granola? What is the main thing over here? The yogurt. So if you're eating it, if the main ingredient is the yogurt, then you would make a bracha only on the yogurt. If the main ingredient is the granola, and like you want to be filled by the granola, then you would make a bracha also on granola, or you would make both, if both of them are, are important. I'm, I'm sorry, majority. I meant to say was it depends on which one is the majority. Um, okay, let's talk about another another traditional Jewish food, chicken soup. Can I ask a quick question? Sure. Um, in terms of making a bracha on the yogurt and the granola, like what happens if you held both of those important? Can you like make them separately? Or like, let's say yeah. you had fruit also in there, like you had yogurt, granola, and fruit. Like, what would you say them in like the order, like mizonot and then like adama and then shakul, but you could say all three or should you just say shakul? So if you hold them all important, then, yeah. you'd, make all, then you'd make all three brothers. Gotcha. But if you are just eating it, let's say for the granola, then you would just say mizonot. Right. Okay, exactly. cool. Thank you so much. You're welcome. The, what is the bracha on chicken soup? 
Let's 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 go to the let's flow to the flow chart. Let's see, um, uh, people in the villa, you have so many more brains than everyone else here. Everyone else here only has one. You guys have like like seven there. What's the um, what do you guys think? Shahakol. Shahakol, why? Because the chicken is in the water, and water is also shahakol. Oh, well, chicken soup also <laughs> it's has cooked together. potatoes, kohlrabi oh. sometimes, parsnip. It's, it's memorable. It's, it's in one dish. It's one dish, main, but it's separable. The, the, the main thing is the broth and the chicken, and you eat the chicken soup with just broth and chicken. You don't need the... You don't need the vegetables in there to like be, to want to eat it. Like I'm not eating it for that. So the it's interesting that you say that because generally the the bracha on the chicken soup would be hadama. You make a hadama really? on the mm-hmm. vegetables. It would, it would all go together with the vegetables. Um, but if you're eating the chicken soup only as broth, then obviously you would make a shahapa. Okay. Uh, what about gefilte fish? Yuck. <laughs> Very mine yuck. <laughs> what would the what would the bracha on gefilte fish be? Shahol. Um. So it's interesting that gefilte fish contains flour. Really? Fun, fun fact, the re, well, yeah, the flower holds it together. Oh. Otherwise, it just falls apart. Um, the fun fact, the reason why we eat the filter fish on Shabbos is because there are halachic issues of pulling bones out of fish on Shabbos. And to avoid that, they just ground the fish before Shabbos and, and ate it that way with, to avoid issues. What would the bracha on the filter fish be? Well, it depends. It depends if the flour is there to hold it together or it's there to add to the taste. If it's there to add to the taste, then it would make the filter fish mazonot, however weird that seems. And if it's there to just hold it together, which it seems it is, um, it would be a shahaka, like you said. Uh, so here's one that's become very, very practical many times a day during these days, ice cream in a cone. Ice cream in a cone, what is the bracha? Is it mizonot on the cone or shahakal on the ice cream? It's shahakal. Shahakal? Yeah, you answered it for me before I asked. What? And I, you told me shahakal. The ice cream, oh, you asked me this a while ago? Yeah. That's funny. Um, so the shahakal goes on the ice cream, but but the cone needs to get its own bracha. Yeah, when you get down to it. Did I tell you that? Yeah, when you get down to the cone, then you say mazona. Yeah. Um, if you're eating them only together, then you can eat, make a mazona. But um, I don't know about you, but the cone is pretty important. The um, yeah, the cone has a very prestigious place and the Newman household. Um, what, about, what about coated peanuts? And we'll end with this. 
More bracha, it would be with coated peanuts. B. The the coating is is made out of um, flour, or contains flour. Is it isn't it hadama? Because peanuts are. Yeah, but the but the um, coating, um, huh. coated peanuts, meaning that they're 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 put in batter. You know, like they sell these crunchy peanuts. That, but it's no. the same thing they as schnitzel. Like the coating is just for texture, right? No, the coating is actually for flavor. Oh. So the so the bracha would be mizanot. Um, you can buy them in you can buy them in uh, any in a lot of Israeli stores because they are um, they call them American. American peanuts. I don't know why. I I didn't. I haven't seen them in America. I've only seen them in Israel. Uh, they do that with a lot of things. Like you, you go to the supermarket and they see number one brand from America, and it's a brand I've never seen in America. Um, in any case, that concludes for today. I'll give you an extra couple minutes so you can go grab something to eat after this. Uh, after a class like this. Um, Oh, we got a, a question. Uh, what about chocolate-covered nuts? What do you think? Chocolate-covered nuts. Should I, should I put up the... Uh, put this up would, it, would it depend, like, what you're eating it for? So, like, if you're eating it for the chocolate, you would say sha'akol, or if you're eating it for the nut, then you would say adama. So when it comes to this, when it comes to the case, okay, so they, they both seem to be, you know, the main, like uh, chocolate covered nuts is the thing. So the halacha is that you'd make a bracha on the majority. So if the majority is the nut, which it usually is, um, then you'd make a bracha on the nut, ha'etz or adama if it's a peanut. Um, and if the bracha, if the chocolate is the majority, then you should consider yourself lucky. And, and also you'd make a bracha on the chocolate. Um, okay. So uh, next week, Bez Hashem, we'll be continuing with brachas. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to move on to some other halachas of brachas. Um, maybe some things that relates to bread. Um, have a, a lot of a lot of Hatzlacha uh, in the rest of your classes. Amen. Thank, Thank you. you so much. You're welcome. I'm so tired.